0: So do you fix and flip houses or invest in real estate or just want to get started doing so? Well, Alpha Funding has you covered with fast, flexible, and reliable service and rates starting as low as 8.99%. Fast closings, no tax documentation or bank statements required, no prepayment penalties, seasoning, or minimum draw requirements. Alpha Funding, the softer side of hard money. To get yourself pre-approved today, go to alphafunding.com or call 732-657-2014. Here we go. We are ready, back, and set. Super excited to have Chad Hudson on the show. Hey, Chad, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on and a little more about Chad. Chad is the owner and founder of Savoy Companies, which specializes in buying, selling, building, remodeling, and owner financing real estate since 2000. Chad is the sole owner of Savoy and has done over 100 plus transactions and held over 40 plus rental properties. Over the years, Savoy has moved away from single family, condo, and small multifamily to passively investing in large apartment syndications. Chad's current business strategy is to continue investing in apartment syndications and move into a sponsor role with while continuing to grow his custom home business known as Savoy Builders. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, cool. I'm excited to jump in here. And, you know, there's, there's just so much to unpack, but you've been in this since 2000. Where What was the pinnacle point that you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to jump into this and go full force? Was there a point that stood out in your head?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I had known all along I was a real estate guy and it. it early on while I had a, another business, I knew that I was going to eventually sell that once I got it to scalable to sell. And, and so, you know, the, the whole passive income deal was, uh, kind of my play. I wasn't a market guy and I'm sure you've heard the story a thousand times. And so I felt comfortable putting my money, my extra money in real estate and started that journey in, in 2000. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I graduated from Texas a University in College Station, Texas. I was fortunate to uh, play baseball there on a baseball scholarship and, and uh, get out with absolutely no debt. So, I, you know, I did the pro ball circuit for a little bit and realized uh, when my wife, current girlfriend at the time, was in law school, she was serious about her career, and I just did not want to continue with pro baseball. I didn't think there was much there. I thought I was kind of at the end of my rope. So, you know, I – just like probably many stories, I fell into it. I, I, you know, I defined the term house hacking before that term was around. I I needed a place to stay while she was in law school and I needed a roommate to help support the mortgage payment. So he not only supported the mortgage payment, he just supported all of it plus some extra expenses. So that piqued my interest and I started buying more and that's um, all while running a, a, a different company. Uh, I started buying up everything I could get my hands on, so uh I, I and I started remodeling most of those myself and meeting subs and learning that trade so it was kind of a hair on fire learning experience for me. I wouldn't change it, but i you know i'm i my my makeup and mentality is a hustler and and I wanted to learn everything before I dove into one particular deal so our particular category. You know, real estate can be a broad definition. So, here we are 18 years later and and I feel like I've got the answers to the test. But um, I, uh, I, you know, and, and moving forward in the multifamily aspect and the scalability aspect, all while uh, Savoy Builders is building custom homes and that's my day-to-day operation job.
0: Love it. And what would be, what's the first thing that stands out in your mind when I ask what has been a key to you sustaining over 18, 19 years in real estate?
1: You know, that that's a great question. There's so many, I'm a very organizational guy and transparency and doing the right thing. You know, I hear a lot of stories where people went under and people uh, didn't do the right thing in, in, in 08, 09. And, and of course you have the economy there that took a crash, but I, I sustained that. I paid my bills and, and I'm still here. Um, you know, the market took a dive, and it didn't take a dive everywhere. And we'll have another dive, and and it'll be uh, different. Markets have different different type of cycles, but I would say doing the right thing, uh, saying what you're going to do, and and being prepared as far as a rainy day fund, I like to call it, and and being just smart about it. I mean, I I'll uh, you know I'll do my due diligence on the deal, and. A lot of times it's analysis paralysis, and I'll go do it. But also rainy day fun, I'll have, and, and I'll.
0: You're like me. Once it goes off one place, it's everywhere, right? I apologize about <laughs> yeah, that. No but, um, a real life podcasting here. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you know, back to the, the original question. I mean, as far as uh, sustainability, I, I think what I, what I was taught by my parents, and that's just being genuine. And having a rainy day fun and being, you know, doing your, uh, doing your due diligence on deals. So that's, that's uh, what kept me running. And then, again, we could dive pretty deep. You know, it's your life partner. My, my partner's my wife, my teammate. We don't have any problems at home. That, that has a lot to do with it, you know. And uh, I can't imagine coming home every night and having issues there. So, uh, you know, it's just stuff I was taught as a kid.
0: You no, know, so your wife's your partner in a business. Let's dive in there, right? So she, she goes to law school, and then you, you have this idea where you're almost on the other side of the map with, with you know the the, the non-structured version of of going going at life. How, how has it been? What, what are some keys to having a successful partnership with your spouse?
1: Well, for one, I mean, you know, you, you're uh, it's your teammate. And, and, um, she's, she plays such a significant role. She does a hell of a lot better than I do. She not only is, she's chief counsel for a company by the way. And she, she is, uh, so smart, but she juggles, uh, not only me, my kids, yeah. she juggles being a mother. She likes to cook. She runs, you know, the legal department for a company. And, and then she, you know, deals with all my minutiae with the real estate. Um, she, uh, you know, she's, um, she's just such a great person. So we, we got to know each other before we got married and then got to know each other even more before we had a kid or two daughters now, but you know, I mean, there's no, there's no manual to marriage. There's no manual to having kids, but you know, I can't imagine going into business with a partner or your wife without being equally yoked and on the same page. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with the relationships. The guy that just called, um, I apologize about that to your to your uh, audience, but uh, one of big, big influential guys on my he was our team captain. He's in the AM Hall of Fame for baseball, and his name's John Sheshek, and I talk to him once a week. I'm sure you've got mentors and who you bounce ideas off of. And, you know, it's lonely at the top. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way, but uh, you want to hit your wagon of smart people and hang around smart people. And John Sheshik was one of those mentors towards me, and he was ahead of his time you know when, when we were all out goofing off and going to bars uh, on game day, he was at home, and uh, that's why he hit three fifty
0: I love it you well know, you, you made a great point there, right, because real estate can be a a lonely business because you're, you're sometimes you're just out there almost on an island trying to do this, and the more you can connect with like minded people and surround themselves to really give yourself the foundation it, it's not out.
1: Now, yeah, you know it's a team sport, and um, regardless whether you're selling snow cones or or uh, IT guy, or it, it, it you have to surround yourself with good people, and and um, you have to be a good person yourself. I mean, I truly believe that
0: and so your business you've done 100 plus transactions 40 plus rental properties and and now you're slowly continuing to transition and grow your businesses in different different classes right and now you're you're going all in on passive investing in apartment buildings why the move what what was the impetus to, to jump into this and and talk to us a little more about what you're currently doing
1: sure i you know i when you're young back it up a little bit uh, your your ego's through the roof and and you think you can do so many different things. What I've learned, and what my wife has also taught me, is to delegate, and I've gotten really good at that over the years. I sucked at it at first, just like I sucked at so you know social media and networking, and still struggle there. But um, I would say, you know, my original goal was to have 100 doors, and that is self-manage every one of them myself. And I got up to over 40, and slowly began to realize, just like most of your audience, that it's not scalable you know i had i was coming home at night and i really enjoy the building concept of the side of the business that i love building a home for a family a custom home and and um i really love that industry and i'm really good at it but um and i was good at being a landlord i do miss Um, a lot of that. But so I knew uh, there was an easier direction. And so I started getting into about 48 months ago, really self teaching and learning and meeting people in the multifamily space. And, you know, I I had been doing it just as long as anybody that i would met, but there was a lot of smart guys in there. Uh, A lot of smart guys in that industry and females that um, maybe didn't know the knowledge as far as I did behind the curtains with dealing with the tenants, but they knew how to make money. And, uh, I was fortunate to, to seek out several different, um, you know, KP's key principals, and and syndicators and ask questions and invest with them. And then I felt like once I started investing with them, I I had the, uh, you know, the skin on the wall to actually start asking and diving into some questions. And, you know, I've raised some capital for some operators, but I really love the passive side. And, and, and that allows me to focus on Savoy builders. And yeah, I, I, it's pretty cool because they, they'll call me and ask me questions and I feel like I can help out in some way. But, um, I, I gotta tell you, so after selling all of my Unix except five, I have a five plex left and I'll still do some local fix and flips when the time is right. But, uh, I'm all in on the apartments. I've got over twenty five hundred that I've invested in and you know my goal is ten thousand and I enjoy setting goals like anybody else. So that's kind of where I'm at and my wife is at and that's where Savoy
0: Companies is at. I love it. And so I I do wanna touch on the custom home part of the business, but, but I got to ask because there's a lot of people here that, that, are, that are in that part where they're looking for a different outlet for, for investing or, you know, being an LP in a property, but they don't quite know what questions they should ask. What were some of the questions that you, that you, that you ask up front of the operators of the, key, the KP's to just really learn more about them and the investment?
1: I asked them first, have you ever went to prison?
0: Yeah, I love it. There you go. <laughs> so that's just no, the easy ask Hopefully you get the right answer. Yep.
1: Look, if you're giving somebody a hundred grand or 50 grand, you have all the right to ask them whatever the heck you want, in my opinion. And and I was pretty forward with them. You know, you can check them out. I wanted to know their history. And, and I went, I went with two younger guys that, that had, um, you know, they, they only had a few deals under their belt. I, I saw their deals and there was an opportunity for me to make more of a, um, obviously a spread, so to speak. So I will. I would recommend that you ask them anything. And if they're hesitant to give you any information, then run. You know, there's some great syndicators out there, some great GP, some great sponsors, and they should hide nothing. You're dealing with someone's money and they better be open or, you know, like I said, you shouldn't invest with them. So you can ask for their background check. You can ask for their credit. You can ask for their, their history of syndication deals and and see the deals. And, you know, there's, there's a hundred thousand things that goes into one of those deals and you're going to have some bumps in the road, but if they did what they said they were going to do and transparency is key and uh, you can, you can see everything down to the returns and whatnot, but don't be afraid to ask questions just like, you know, you don't, you're not afraid to ask someone a question as far as a mentor. But uh, so I was, I was pleased. I got a lot of good feedback and, and I, you know, I, as you know, if if somebody does something and stubs their toe in this, this particular industry, especially the multifamily, it's such a small space, you're going to hear about it. And those people aren't around much and they're not going to last long. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of the questions that I would ask.
0: I love it. So some of the top line questions, background check, uh, credit history, and syndication history, and have you gone to jail? I love it right there. The first good. question, have you first ever gone question. to prison? Yeah, good. I appreciate that because a lot of people, they just don't know where to start. And Is there, is there key metrics to stand out to you that, that for returns st- structure or timeline? Like what, what's important to you on the deal side, not so much the operator side?
1: You know that that's a whole nother show, but I like to see you know ROI. You know you 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 can see all that. These guys aren't aren't so much real estate guys as they are tech. And what I realize is they have it examined down to the penny. And for someone like me, I love seeing that. And 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 not not only I don't have a lot of time to do that. So uh, as far as where I'm going to put my money, I want to see what what their calculations are, what their expectations are. And number one thing for me is demographics and location. So, um, you know, that's really what I'm looking at. I kind of know back to what I talked about as far as as, uh, where are we at in the different cycle. I think every state has a cycle and I think every state has an economy, so to speak. So what's hot, what's not. People are jumping off the Titanic. Obviously, you don't want to invest in that. So, I, I, I you know, I'm, I like the southeast, um, and and love that. And that's where that's where my company is investing at the moment.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And two parts you said there, right? So the, the cycle is not always, it's just not like one cycle for the U S and people sometimes miss that, that, it, you know, things are happening at slower, faster capacities in each different market. And sometimes even in each different sub markets. So really good point for people to note there is that you, you need to pay attention to really your, your local areas, your demographic location, really just get an understanding past just what's actually happening across the country. Um, now, now we're going to roll into here the, the custom home business. Sure, we actually haven't touched on this much. So, I, I'd love to know from your point of, as a model, w- getting off the ground. If someone is moving into this, what have been some of the, the key resources that you need to have in point? From you know, in point of just creating structure to lead generation, what has been in, important in your model to be successful?
1: Well, I, I, I give this current category probably. Um, more, I'm I'm appreciative that I learned this side of it because it's helped me in my investing career. Um, So, you know, my overall objective and goal was to learn everything that I could in real estate development. That way I could focus in my later years on a particular area. And so dealing with the subs is just like dealing with the employees at a different company or whatnot. It's like I mentioned team. So I knew who to use, who not to use. Uh, knew the questions to ask, knew knew not what to ask, I mean, knew what to ask them and, and knew where I could find meat on the bone on a particular project and what's left. So that, the, the construction industry has helped me and the new home industry has really helped me in my investing career. And I understand a lot of people don't have a lot of time for that or they don't, they're not good at that. And there's certain
0: things that I'm not good at, but I still wanted to learn Alpha Funding Solutions offers creative financing tailored to your individual needs. Whether you're fixing and flipping distressed properties or building ground-up construction, Alpha offers flexible financing to get the job done. With no minimum draw requirements, no prepay penalties, and no seasoning requirements, borrowers can create a construction loan that best suits their individual needs. Everything at Alpha is done in-house from the sales force to underwriting, construction management, and draw payouts. The team at Alpha works as a unit to best serve their happy family of over 1,000 borrowers. Experience the Alpha difference today. Visit www.alphafunding.com or call 732 657 2014. Again, that's alphafunding.com and the number is 732 657 2014. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. Alpha Funding Solutions, the softer side of hard money. I still wanted to learn. And then I needed to learn, initially learn
1: it before I could delegate it. So, um, you know, it's my day-to-day operations. I like it. And, and it's it's uh, as far as, to me, you learn a lot in the industry standard, but you also learn kind of where things are headed as far as the economy, too, because usually you can tell if, if they're building, if they're still building or or whatnot. And again, I you know, I heard... Uh, one of your shows, and I totally loved it. And I heard if cranes are in the air, be aware, you know, and that's true. And, and uh, so if if people are moving cranes in, then it generally means it's a, a saturated and, and market, and, and I don't want to say doomsday, but means you might want to start looking somewhere else. So I stay relatively small. I do uh, somewhere between you know eight to ten houses a year. They're cut, they're knocked out custom homes but I had to get there. You know, I, I, I've had to, to, to obviously develop a niche and develop um, back to what I mentioned earlier is developed a, not only a name, but just a, you know, a, a face that, that says what they're going to do and, de, you know, does it quite well. So it's a, a trust factor. As you know, someone's giving you their largest investment and, um, and it, it's emotional roller coaster. So, uh, but a lot of fun and it's taught me a heck of a lot. I learn every day and,
0: and, um, you know, I, I enjoy doing it. So that's awesome. And, and your model there, is it to, to find the land and find the buyer or are you, are you building on uh, what's the approach that you take to your custom building? Uh, model.
1: Really? So, you know, I, I have found land, developed land. And, and to me, that's, uh, you know, that I have did just about anything you could do. But as of now, what I like is I'll go buy lots and then um, and either put a spec house on there and sell it. And then I'll, I'll take build jobs. I just interviewed a young couple and I'm building a spec across the street from where the build job is at. So I'll be doing two projects at once. And I have another lot across from there. And eventually that'll roll into a third house right there within, you know, five miles of my house and and 30 foot from each other. So um, at the moment, I really like specs and build jobs. And again, in order to get a build job, you have to have a name. and You have to have some uh, skins on the wall, so to speak. So I really enjoy that. I let the developers go ahead and get the land and do all the infrastructure. There's a lot of holding costs in that, and you can get your butt butt kicked on that. So, I uh, I just you know try to stay in my lane and what I'm good at. And currently, that's what I enjoy. And then again, I still have my rentals and and still do that and still look at deals and and whatnot and raise some capital. So, overall, I'm pretty pretty happy, pretty blessed. And you know, I mentioned my wife earlier; she's a big part of that. So, awesome.
0: And so, let's, maybe we could just, I know every deal is, of course, not the same, but just for listener perspective, can you give them an idea of, you know, what your ideal purchase price on a lot is, you know, uh, know, construction costs on a home, like typically, what are you searching for? Um, And then, you know, of course, sale value.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and keep in mind, I mean, every state's different. We're in Texas where there's a lot of land still left. So, people are getting about a half acre to an acre and you know it's it's anywhere from 100 to 200 grand for a lot and then generally you times it. I try to tell them times that times five is is generally what the house you want to put on there but I mean I'm 20 percent on cost and getting them them drink their dream home um I, I'm mid-level to upper level on type of homes and and in my area if you're first home home buyer you're generally buying from what they call a track builder which you know and uh there's several around here, but generally my typical customer is looking in the range where the, you know, the through basically quarter, uh, three quarters of a million up. And then, uh, there's a little bit of room there. And, and I mean, there's transparency. They see what I'm making on the deal. It's a 12 month process. And I, I tell them, you want something quicker then I'm not your guy. So you want something perfect and, and buttoned up at the end uh, then, then I can handle it. So, you know, the spread, it, it's a good living. And, you know, back, back to anything else, I could take on more. Um, I don't like to have a lot of irons in the fire. I, I feel like I'm not most productive when I do. And, and then also we take most of our proceeds and invest them back in real estate. And as you know, it's not how much you make, it's what you save and, and or what you invest. And, um, that's, that's the whole, yeah, you know, it's the whole I guess truth be known of passive investing and what I was doing for the first 15 16 years was not passive investing and and so with my money working in the multifamily mix and the that's it's truly passive investment in my opinion.
0: And you know you're doing 8 to 12 which which you say is not a lot but I'm sure there's a couple of people on here that just can't even partake in just doing that many. It what, what is from a, a daily point of focus what makes you to be so productive from a day to day
1: um you know in eight you know backing up the eight to twelve it's it's uh, i i felt the biggest relief is when i could interview the person or the customer instead of them interviewing me if i felt like they were too high maintenance i wouldn't do it yeah but uh, as far as the most as far as being productive i you know I talked about this before on another podcast as far as rituals and what your daily routine is. And, you know, back when I was younger, it used to be, um, you know, my diet and, and working out and then, uh, you, you know, kids come along and I'm not an excuse maker, but I, hell, the gym wasn't exactly fun anymore. So I wanted to stay home and and, and see the kids a little bit before they are off to school. So I'm real big on getting up early. Um, and doing nothing in the morning, having my coffee, uh, I'm a, I'm, you know, obviously I believe in my maker. I, I uh, I'm a faith guy and, and I'm very fortunate and, and pray. And then um, I, I answer a lot of emails when it's quiet. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty routinistic on that. And I've got a little home gym. I might try to go get an exercise in or I might say that I'm not going out there. So, um, you know, I get a lot done early just like most entrepreneurs or successful folks. And I try to uh, I try to read a book and, and get some reading in and listen to you guys. I listen, there's a couple of podcasts um, that I love getting on the treadmill and listening. And, and uh, you know, there's just so much information out there now that wasn't out there when I was starting out, uh, which is good and bad because I wanted to I wanted to learn and, and uh, learn from some mistakes and, but gosh, uh, love what you guys do. I love your show Thank and uh, get a lot of, get a lot of, I mean, just, uh, you know, there's so much education out there now. I feel like if someone wants to make it happen, uh, there's so much, there's so there's such a sample size of if they chose what they want to do, that there was a sample size there for them really to find a good guideline.
0: Yeah I absolutely agree. And just on that context right there, if you are now working on something in your business over the next you know 12 months, two years, what is something you're working to actively improve right now in your business?
1: Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, if you think you know it all or have the answers in your toes, so I'm, I'm constantly I mean, I'm an open book, but I'm constantly trying to improve to be a better husband. Uh, you know, a better father, uh, a, a better friend, a better son, and then you know, I I think once you grasp those, and and are your uh, I like to say my um, you know my uh, uh, your your conscience. If your conscience is continually growing, that you'll be better in all phases of life. But um, you know, I learned to delegate. I, I needed to learn that. I used to just, I felt like if I didn't, I would be, I was lazy, but I learned very smart, successful people learned to delegate and, and get the right people. So I'm learning that. And, um, you know, I'm learning to, uh, just, just, um, be more selective in my time. I think your time is your largest asset. And, um, you know, if you've got good time management, and your ROI is great with your time and you've learned to say no to some of the just stupid things out there in life that, that there's no investment on or or return on investment then. So I've gotten really good at that. You know, I get asked to do a lot of things Hmm. and I've just learned to say no. So I think consistency and and continuing to grow overall as a person and, and you know, you, you know, that, that, that has a lot to do with reading books. You don't have to just read business books, real estate books, I mean, there's some, you know, there's some pretty out there books. I'm a pretty simplistic guy, but I mean, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good motivational type, uh, dig deep into, and really, you know, w- what, what is uh success, you know, it's, to me, success is, is, um, uh, if you're content, then then you're successful and w- what's content, you know, that's, that's a personal question from within inside. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I try to get better every day. And, and those categories I mentioned is what I'm trying to grow in.
0: You know, that was awesome. You, you said two things that were just absolutely awesome. Learn to delegate and be more selective with your time. And if you are content, you are successful. That that's just everybody take, don't just think about that. Cause it's just absolutely true. So we, we appreciate you. Chad. I got just a couple more questions for you. Sure. In, yeah. in Your your business or, or, or is there a, 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 you know, a company motto or, or your big why for doing everything here?
1: The why for life? Sure. Is that right? Um, You know, I, I, um, and that's a great question. I mean, obviously um, I I, I care about my, my family. I've mentioned them numerous times and and the why is, is, uh, is them. And uh, I want to create wealth. I wanted to learn how to create wealth. I wanted to create generational wealth. And you know, my goal is to teach my girls uh, to uh, to understand wealth and don't be afraid of it. I feel like um, I feel like we're taught uh, um, that people and successful people and rich people are evil, and that's not exactly true. Some of the most generous people I know have money. So, you know, my why is is my family first and foremost, and um, you know, I would say in a short answer, that's pretty much it. I mean, it, it's, uh, I enjoy, there's a couple of things I do to give back. I enjoy that. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I love to work, get up and go to work. And, um, and, and as far as the why, it's not a sexy answer, but it is my family. And, you know, I, I'm blessed for sure. I'm not a suit and tie guy. As you see, I got a hat on and, and, uh, and I just, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to get to do what I do and be an entrepreneur. And, and if, you know, if, if I made a hundred grand a year or less than that, being an entrepreneur, not punching a clock and not having to wear a suit and tie, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but uh, you know, the the whole reason what we said earlier about success is content and, and I'm content and, and I feel like when you're content, you can start helping others. So
0: that's great. So a bunch of listeners who who haven't been able to take that first step yet that are listening to the show and just looking for a way to get in you're now eighteen nineteen years in to to just really just continually to just develop your business and to continue to be successful and just move forward what what what's an actual step someone listening today can take to get going in the real estate journey? Don't quit your job. <laughs> there, there. Talk I hear more. that all the time, and it's yeah. like fingernails on a
1: chalkboard to me because. Yeah you don't know what pressure is until you get to, I mean, you're, you're young, you have, you have no hardly any debt. I mean, I I hear that and I just kind of roll my eyes because to me, you can take the most risk at a young age. You have time to rebound. And uh, so, you know, it, it you're gonna be busy. It, it, I I say continuing to work your job and learn your craft, figure out your niche at what you want to do and what you want to invest in, all while working. Um, you know, I I didn't love what I was doing while I was building my career in real estate, and for 16 years I developed a company that I wasn't truly passionate about, but I sold it, and then I moved full time into real estate investing and and home building and. I just, I laugh because it's not as bad as it seems from some of these kids or younger kids, but that to me, they have all the opportunity. If you're going to make a mistake, make it at a young age. That means take bigger risks, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm, we can get into details of don't waste time in single family. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, I, I like to say live in single family, don't invest in single family and um, go buy a Plex, go buy a fourplex, and then don't waste much time there either. Um, but, you know, live below your means, save some money, and then you can actually go out and do something and make something happen. And, and don't be cheap about it either. Go out and find a mentor and, uh, and, and buy them, you know, obviously breakfast, coffee, beer, whatever it may be and learn from guys or girls that have been there, done that made mistakes you'd be surprised people will share everything with you and you know that was me as a young kid I I wanted to learn and ask a lot of questions and I felt like the older generation would share those their 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 success stories but they would always also share their failures and instead of me making those mistakes I could learn from them and their mistakes so don't be afraid to ask questions I mean I you know it's just you got to be aggressive, be smart about it. Don't be, you know, arrogant or, or, uh, rude, but just see, see, seek out the right counsel and ask questions and and then, uh, I mean, make it happen. Gosh, yeah, I I go back and be, if we're 20, no, I mean that, that, that is, I mean, I would be licking my chops because for one I know no one's going to outwork me. And Mm -hmm. two, I just felt like there's so much opportunity for younger kids and, uh, but they get so overwhelmed so easy. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating and funny at the same time. But uh, I, I, I've talked to several kids, younger, younger kids, I say, and I tell them what I just said.
0: Yeah. Well, this is awesome, Chad. This has been a great show and nothing else I could expect from 19, 18, 19 years in the business. Some of the key points that I really think are awesome here is that talking about, you know, growing partnerships, just to, you being really organizational, being really transparent with, with your team, whether it's your partner, your spouse, uh, looking for passive investments. some key questions you should really dive in for, you know, the open, the background check credit uh, and also their syndication hitters history. And of course, have they been to jail? Uh, great points have been mentioned you know, if you're, content you're successful and delegation is the key also looking to, to move up just look at the scalability of what you're doing here if you're if your if area is to grow just look at how you can be scalable and lastly you know just it's live in single family don't invest and that's a, that's a great way to end up there with Chad and Chad thanks so much for coming on the show for people that want to learn more about you talk to you a little bit more about what you're doing learn about you know your your businesses where's the best way to find you or reach you
1: uh, you can reach out to me uh, my, my company website is savoycompanies.com that's com. scom dot com and my email is chat at savoycompanies. com I'm getting into the the the, uh, the new uh, the, the new thing social media uh, but i'm an old school guy so but i'm I'm learning and, and i I'm, I'm really doing it for my home building business so the younger generation I keep thinking i 'm twenty five still. But uh, the younger generation wants to see pictures and and whatnot. So uh, I'm uh, on Instagram at Chad J. Hudson, and I'm uh, really involved on LinkedIn. I love that platform. It's kind of more my pace. It's more business professional. So uh, at Chad J. Hudson on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Um,
0: We'll link all those in the show notes. Chad Hudson, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, to everyone listening, thanks so much for listening in as well. It's been an awesome show. If you like what you hear, please go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. It helps more people find the show. And again, thanks to Chad. Have a great day. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.